Are you drinking alcohol right now? Yes, I am. I've been working hard all week and I feel like I deserve this. I've earned this. It's Monday. It's Monday. Shut up. Hola! Soy Dora! Can you say estrangulame, papi? That means choke me, daddy, in Spanish. Are you offended? <laughs> oh. Then learn to scroll, shit dick. Hola, soy Dora. Can you say escupe en mi boca? That means spit in my mouth. Do you know what rhymes with Monday? Cunt. Hola, soy Dora. Can you say leche? That means the thing my dad went to the store for the last time we saw him. In I just found out how much people can make on that uh, spicy account. Almost makes you want to say, you know, these morals. You know what I mean? I should think about it. Anyways, what do you guys think? Huh? Should I get on there, show a nip or a lip? Huh? No? No. Hola, soy Dora. Can you say oyo incorrecto? That means wrong hole. <laughs> In Spanish. I saw celebrities before. Yep, we had a lot of celebrities come to my house, like, in October. Like Spider-Man. Yes, he did. My dad gave him sweet tarts. Derek, it was Halloween. He was with Dora the Explorer. Did you hear like, me? Where the fuck is the fox? Watch your mouth. Then Woody from Toy Story stopped by. They were kids. My dad gave him a Reese's Cup. In front of Iron Man, Princess Jasmine, Winnie the Pooh. He was there with an older white lady who kept calling him Hunter. Derek, you should probably... Super Bowl MVP, Tom Brady, Harry Potter, a Navy SEAL, Pikachu from Pokemon, Superman. How don't you know what Halloween is? I saw a vampire. I almost shit on myself. I had to squeeze my cheeks together. Like I give up. Captain America, Mr. Incredible, Mrs. Incredible, Elsa from Frozen, an elephant, a tiny police officer, a Ladybug in a stroller. That was my first time seeing that shit. A scrub is a guy that thinks he's flying this. Also known as a buster. Always talking about what he wants and just sits on his broke ass. So no, I don't want your number. No, I don't want to give you mine. And no, I don't want to be. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a Hobbes podcast. Wait, Ernesto, should I show a nip or a lip? A nip or a lip? I thought that a was nip hilarious. Or a lip. I love it. It was yeah, a that spicy was spicy account. Mm -hmm. I did. I will say, I did dabble in an OnlyFans account for about a couple months, and then I realized it wasn't for me. But the money was there, and I can see how a lot of women make a shit ton of money. Right. Yeah. It's 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 a real thing. People no, like yeah. make their whole entire like careers out of this. I mean, so. geez, I have to get a second job just to pay for all my subscriptions. <laughs> right. <No. laughs> oh my god. Guys, to another week. We are so happy you guys are back for another episode. I am here, of course, obviously, with my co-host Ernesto. How are you, Levy? How's it I'm, going? I, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, what was it? It was like two days ago you sent me that TikTok about uh I think I think it was like a therapy TikTok or and all that. And that oh, guy yeah. was dressed up as Dora the Explorer. Yeah. <laughs> that so I, I don't know exactly what the username was, but it's this guy dressed up as Dora the Explorer and he's like going through the house. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, when I tell my therapy, like my therapist, like funny stories. And then all of a sudden the next clip, he's in a straight jacket walking <laughs> like, away. <laughs> yeah. I like that's so me because honestly, when it comes to therapy, you have to kind of be careful. Like, I feel like I'm so mentally fucked up at times that. I would be scared to say something like that because I would end up in one of those. So. Right. 
you have to kind of choose your words wisely. Oh, it's just like the, uh, you know, one of the previous audios that I used where the, where the girl said that, you know, uh, my, my therapist that I, my therapist said we have to stop for a set because they had to, he had to think about what I just told him. She goes, yeah. I think I'm winning. I think I'm so close to winning therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. It kind of is like, I feel like, you know, because I've been in therapy since I was a very young child and I do, I feel like it's like a competition. I'm like, who's smarter? Who knows more? Like, I feel like I school a lot of therapists sometimes and it kind of freaks them out. And then I'm like, damn it. I think I need to go to a new therapist now. I scared my therapist again. Yeah. I need to move on. Yeah. I think I really do at times, but it is what it is. All right, guys, we have a fun topic today. Um, I'm actually really excited to talk about this one. Again, we always kind of do the get to know, you know, myself and Ernesto, and this kind of falls into that category. But today we're going to talk, talk about jobs. So jobs that I've done in my life, jobs that Ernesto has mm-hmm. our first job, our best job, maybe our worst job, craziest job. So we're going to get into it. Yeah. And it's Let's- so funny that, uh, uh, that, that, that OnlyFans clip was on there because I didn't we I, didn't, I didn't I didn't plan on discussing this until this, why you like, made it yeah 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 that wasn't the plan but it, it always, always it always out. ends up sending yeah somehow it always ends up working out yeah only fans was uh my shortest job <laughs> there you mm. go there's that one yeah. all right so we'll start out with our first job how old were you what was your job what did it entail and how long did you work there for like how long Okay. Yeah. So my, my, for me, my first job, I was 14 years old. I was 14 years old and it was actually working at my dad's job. I was working with my dad. He worked, he and my, my uncle owned a mailing house, you know, all that junk mail that you get, Uh it comes out of a mailing house like, like theirs. Okay. Uh, They, they were working with some pretty big, like medical providers like Kaiser Permanente and uh, a couple of different big, companies and they would send all of their mailing mailers and propagate whatever you know all the other stuff that they send out to their clients yeah it would go to the mailing house and then it's you know sorted and printed and uh labeled and then shipped out from there so i did that and i did that for on and off for about four years at 14 uh, starting at 14 that's crazy too. summers it was just summers yeah. for the oh, most okay. And then okay. weekends occasionally when they got busy, because it would always get busy. So, so at this time, do you remember how much you were making? I was making like seven bucks an hour. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So just above yes. the national average. This yeah, still, seriously yeah. right now. It's so crazy. I'm, I'm same as you. My first job was at 14. My brother worked at a car dealership right next door to a cricket wireless. And I don't know if you guys know, I don't even know if cricket's around anymore. Yeah. You know what Cricket is? Yeah, yeah, Cricket's still around. Okay. It's a cell phone company, a really cheap kind of just like basic, you know, phone company, whatever. And I was looking for work because I was super girly and I wanted to buy some shoes and clothes. And I didn't really know where I could get a job, especially at 14, because. (laughs) Stop. Stop. I'm literally, I knew this was going to happen, Ernesto. All right, guys. Technical difficulty. <laughs> so I, you guys know, I record in my Harry Potter closet under the stairs. <laughs> Shut up. And my fucking wallpaper. Okay. We put up all this wallpaper. It looks really cute. So we can start doing like video, like uh-huh. clips, right? 
And I just told her Nesto, I'm like, this fucking wallpaper keeps falling off the wall. I don't know what's going on. So it literally just fell on my head. <laughs> Can you just like now I need to <laughs> fold it in, fold it in or, you know, what do you have to do? Yeah, I need to, because honestly, I'm just going to take it down and do a flower wall. Yeah. We decided today. So we're going to take this off after and we're going to throw it in the trash. I'm like, what the fuck is that sound? And it's crinkling. I down just heard this. Yeah, it was like slithering. I'm like, you have a snake in there? <laughs> Oh, like slow God. motion oh lord guys see it's, it's called a hot mess for a reason yes um but no so my brother you know worked next door to this cricket wireless and he was like Monty, i can i can get you a job and i was like really i was like doing what like working in the phone store i was like hell yeah and he was like no it's a little different and i was like okay what is it so he's like you would actually be the cell phone and you would put on the cell phone costume, <laughs> go on the side oh of the road gosh. and like wave people down with your sign and like dance and everything. Right. Yeah. So at 14, like I really didn't give a fuck. I would never do that to this day, but I really wanted money. And I was like, no one's going to know who I am because I'm in a costume. Yeah. So I did that for about four days and then I quit. Okay. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it was shorter than OnlyFans. And... Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You're right. But I had to wear this big, heavy helmet. It was hot as shit. And I think, again, I was making like $7 an hour. And it just wasn't worth it. I remember in the costume, this like man drove by and like rolled his windows down. And he was like, show me your tits. And I was like, I don't have any. Like I was 14. I had no titties. I'm like, ah! I remember going home and I was like, mom, this is so fucking embarrassing. I can't do this anymore. She was like, well, sweetie, don't do it. And I was like, okay. Oh I made like, si- I made like 60 bucks and I was out. I was like, fuck this shit. I can only picture that Liberty Mutual commercial where the guy's like standing with his cell phone. Oh, like, yes. The cell phone. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's all I can picture right now. Oh is my just- God. It was so bad. And this costume was so old and it was stinky and it smelled like sweaty boys. And I just, no, no, nope. yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Yeah. I mean, but again, like at 14 and I grew up in Utah, there really wasn't like a lot of things to do. It's either you like worked in your church or, you know, like there just really wasn't much. You had right. to be 16 to legally get a job. Yeah. So I remember like working with my dad because, you know, my dad had a lawn care business that he did on the weekends. And, and I've always loved to work. This is one thing that I really love about myself is I'm a fucking hustler. Like I will work no matter what, and I will do whatever it takes to make money if that's what it takes. And so my dad would take me on the weekends and I would rake leaves for him. I would like scoop up grass, pull weeds, like do any of the little stuff that he needed me to do. Yeah. And, and then he would pay me as well too. So I did both of those. Yeah. I first think, um, two kind of like jobs i i did for a while um just a brief while i did i used to sell candy to people at school oh yeah that's smart i used to have my backpack full of candy i would go to um what was it called cash and carry okay and um i would buy like the bulk lollipops and and and, yeah. and blow pops because it was just the, i was selling like oh gosh i'd buy i'd buy the the big thing of blow pops for like five bucks and there were i don't know a hundred of them in there yeah 
and I would sell them for a quarter each. So yeah, shit, you're cheap. I'd be like a dollar a piece, man. Cough it up. (laughs) This was, this was in the early nineties. This is in the dinosaur age. I know. I know. I get it. Yeah. This is in there. Yeah. So (laughs) a quarter was kidding. I was born in 80 to talk (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh so good um, no I think I think that's that's kind of admirable like I was kind of always the same way like just do whatever you got to do to to make some money well I used to always um also right out of high school um uh as a as a as just a a way of making money I would buy and sell uh baseball cards yeah you know, I would oh, buy and smart. sell baseball cards to people. I wouldn't trade them. I would buy them and sell them. I wouldn't trade. You know, people would always want to trade. Like, no, you want this card? You're going to give me this much. There right. was a, um, before the internet, there was a um, a book that you would be every month mm-hmm. that would have the prices of, of baseball cards. Kind of like if you if you go on now, you want to look for a price of a card, you yeah. would just go on to eBay and there are a couple of different sites that you would go to. Well, there was a, there was a book that you used to go to and it used to just, it used to be, whatever the cost was there, I'd, I'd buy, you know, 10, 15 packs, open them up and then start selling, you know, groups of common ones to, to people. And then <clears throat> the ones that cost money, I would charge what they were worth. Hell yeah. You know, what's really huge right now is Pokemon cards. And Pokemon I remember cards always been, yeah. It's been like but I remember in the fourth grade, that's when it really started. I was in uh-huh. the fourth grade and, um, I remember there was this boy who sit next to me. I thought he was really cute. And I would like, he was super into Pokemon cards and my brother loved Pokemon cards. And so I would like flirt with him to get him to give me his Pikachu. You were the <laughs> boy? Even... Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't even give a fuck about Pokemon cards, but I was like, Hey, like, can I have your Pikachu? And he totally gave it to me and I gave it to my brother, but I'm like, shit, that'd probably be worth so much money right now. I should have uh, never given it to Pikachu? my brother. Yeah, Is it probably. or no? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know I'm anything sure. about cards, I the, but I know, I know the... that, I know that it's a thing like, um, Pokemon cards, baseball cards, you know, stuff like that. They can yeah. be worth a shit ton of money. Comic books. Yeah. That was another exactly. thing. Exactly. All the collectibles. Um, that I would. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're like are the you doing a Rubik's box. Cu- Are you doing a Rubik's cube? Okay. Yeah. I couldn't see your hands, but I knew exactly what you were doing. Where, where are your hands? Uh, I know. I was like, you're either doing two like... things. <laughs> you're either doing if, this or I'm not... you're doing. I, I'm not touching myself to Pokemon cards for sure. I said Pikachu and he was like, oh, Pikachu. That went south so fast. I get some Rubik's cube. Thank God. (laughs) It's not his own cube. All right. It's not a cube. First of all, it's more cylindrical. Oh, Jesus. What would you say like in your twenties? Like what was kind of like the main thing that you were doing and what was your favorite in your twenties? Well, in my like 20s, as a young adult. Yeah. As a young adult, I mean, it was the YMCA when I was working with the YMCA, uh, you know, the youth programs that I was yes, doing there, I love that. Uh, coaching, uh, all of this stuff. That was pretty much what I was doing. That was kind of like my first job. I went out and got on my own. And the way I got the job though was really, really, really crazy because, um, I had an interview. My brother had already was already working there. My older brother was already working there. And they had maybe like six different sites uh, that they had they, that they were hiring for for the summer. So I went that what they were doing is they were doing like group, like not group interviews, but the all of the directors were, were together sitting down and they would interview the, each person as a group. It was kind mm-hmm. of like a, a committee 
they would just interview one person at a time. So I needed to get to the interview, but the only car that was available to me was a stick shift. And I didn't know at that time how to drive a stick shift. Mm -hmm. So I had to pretty much learn how to drive to get to that interview. I had to learn how to drive a stick shift to get to that oh, interview. Shit. And it was so like, how'd you learn? You just like trial and error? I have trial and error. Stall I, on the road, I, I stalled. Like, I stalled a yeah. number of times. But you know what? I did make it there eventually, made it there with more than enough time. I wasn't late or anything like that. But it was a good story. It was a good story yeah. to tell in the interview. And that kind of they were I was I was told afterwards by you know, because I, I actually became friends with a lot of the directors that were there. Yeah. I was told later on that like all of them were sitting there trying to fight for me. They were trying to, they were like, I want him. I want, I want, I want him here. I want him at our site. I want him. Uh, the only one that didn't want me at, at, at their site was the site where my brother was working because mm -hmm. his girlfriend was the director and they thought it would be a little odd if I was there also. Okay. So I mean, it makes a was, little sense. Yeah, yeah, it made sense. I didn't have a problem with that. Uh, yeah. So, but, yeah, that was that was the. I was there for seven years. That seems seven like years a, in my twenties. Yeah. Yeah, I was there for for seven years, and it was it was a fun job. I had a lot of I had a lot of fun doing. It. I did a lot of volunteer work because of that. As a result yeah. of working there, I did a lot of volunteer work, which is cool. Um, and of course, I met a lot of wonderful people. My inspiration being one of you know the most important people that I met there. Yeah. Uh, had a few. Do you still uh, stay in touch with any of those people that you worked with? I stay in touch with a lot of them. Nice. They we're actually going to be having a reunion in October, I believe. Oh, you should go. We're, oh, yeah, I'm going. Uh, yeah. um, we're having it's, it's a reunion where everybody's like people who have gone to camps who have been, a, you know, staff and all that. There was a reunion like that maybe about 10 years ago, but uh, there hasn't been one since. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that are, you know, uh, hopefully are going to go. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but yeah, I still stay in touch with a, a lot of them. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. My, um, my job that's kind of similar to yours was um, I was in the Peace Corps and I know you already kind of know this story, but um, I, my brother was in the Peace Corps. It's called city year and it's for people who are 17 to 24 years old. So basically you have a high school year, and then they say you should have a city year and then you go to college. Um, so my brother did a year in Boston and my cousin before that did a year in Boston. City and they were year, you said? City year. Mm -hmm. okay. And it's a nonprofit organization. And he and my cousin were the ones that really kind of got me into it. And they okay. were like, hey, Monty, like we're opening a new site in LA. And I lived in Utah at the time. And they were like, you wanted to get the heck out of Utah. Oh, Ernesto, like you guys, I fucking wanted to get out of Dodge like so quick. I could not wait to leave Utah <laughs> immediately. So it's a long interview process. You have to do like two, two phone interviews. You have to write essays. You have to do in-person interviews. You have to have extensive background checks because you're going to be working with children and youth. Right. And I remember I was like, Monty, if I can do this, like my life is going to change. So I did the whole entire process. I got accepted, which I was so fucking ecstatic. <laughs> I literally moved out the day after my 18th birthday. I was like, peace. I'm fucking out. Like moved to LA. I had 
no family, no friends out there, didn't know a single fucking soul. And I was one of 75 that got accepted. Wow. I think five over like 500 different applications. Okay. I do think I had a good foot in the door because of my brother and my cousin. You had people that were, but still, yeah, but still like I'm great. And I, you know, I'm an empath and I feel like they really knew who I was as a person. Yeah. And yeah. So I ended up getting an apartment and starting the Peace Corps and I met so many fucking amazing people. So I didn't make a lot of money. I think I made like 217 a week after taxes, which mm-hmm. in a $1,500 apartment at the time was nothing. So I was living yeah. off like top ramen, cup of noodles, you know, like box macaroni and cheese. My parents were sending me care packages. You know, they helped me pay my rent because right. I just couldn't afford it. It's funny. People probably who don't live in, Cal- in, in LA or in the Southern California area, are sitting there going $1,500. Wow, that's cheap. People outside are like, $1,500? Yeah, I know, I know. But I also, too, like, I lived in a cockroach-infested place. My place was nice because they had just got new floors and stuff like that, but I had never seen cockroaches in my life growing growing up in Utah. And these ones were fucking, like, the size of my palm, and they were hissing at me. Like there were mice everywhere, rats, like it just was a new shock to me. And I lived in, I lived in Koreatown. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Koreatown in LA, but um, that's where I lived because I wanted to live somewhere close to the subway station. So they wouldn't allow you to drive cars or anything like that. They wanted you to live and experience the life of everyone else, like an average person. Right. So Buses, the buses, subway. subways, they wanted to humble you. They were trying to like teach you something, which honestly, to this day, I love that. I love taking the subway. I love walking everywhere. I love like taking the bus. Like, I mean, I don't anymore take the bus, but yeah. In your area, are there even buses? There's like there are, one bus. There's like one yeah. bus every six minutes, yeah. six hours. Yeah, they do have them occasionally, but you don't see them as often as you would mm-hmm. like in the actual like city city. Yeah. But yeah, so I worked with inner city youth. I worked in some really hard neighborhoods. I worked in Watts and mm-hmm. Compton. I worked um, at a school called 112th Street Elementary in Watts, which was really cool. I worked with okay. kindergarten through sixth graders, did lunchtime enrichment programs, after school programs, painted murals. Um, and I made amazing connections with children, parents, other like core members. I got to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bill Clinton and, you know, so many cool people that I'm really grateful for that experience. Even though I was a broke bitch the whole entire time I did it, I got a scholarship after, which was really cool. Uh, And just a lot of perks and things that kind of went along with it. So that was really, it was a really cool experience for me, to be honest, probably one of the best and hardest years of my life, but I'm really glad that I did it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So what, like, what kind of things have you done? What are the strangest things that you've done to make money or the, uh, the, the most more unorthodox things that you've done? Mm, I would say like the only fans for sure. Um, I did sell feet pictures a couple times and I mean, I would do it again. <laughs> you guys want a picture of my feet? Like, let's go. I don't give a shit. Like money is money. And it's just feet. I'm not doing anything like sexually, like. Right. Whatever. But yeah, I would you're say not like, massaging a carrot or something like that. I mean, I would probably do that, but 
<laughs> you guys, if you want that, let me know. No, I would say the OnlyFans. It, it did go against like what I normally would do. But I mean, I've always kind of been, I would say like a very sexual person. I don't see my body as just like an object, like whatever. I'm going to look this way for a limited amount of time. Why not make sense of it? I yeah. got to show a nip every once in a while. Who fucking cares? I would go to a nude beach all day, every day. And you could take pictures of me for free. Like, should, I, should I show us? Should I should I show a nip or should I show a lip? <laughs> a nip or lip, guys. Take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, like going back to even, you know, my bottle service days, I used to work at a place called Sky Bar in West Hollywood. And Again, that was also like a very crazy, chaotic job. It was so Mm -hmm. much fun and I made so much fucking money. Yeah, but I I wouldn't say that's unorthodox though. No, but kind of because, I mean, I was wearing a thong, a white thong bikini and like having to, you know, hang out with these guys and pretend that I like them, even when it's like, I'm just here to be nice and make money. Right. But it's like, you know, you would be nice to someone and then they, they would think that you liked them. Of course. Yeah. It, it was that it was the whole thing. You know, people are always talking about how guys are so delusional. They think the strippers like them. Yes. Yes. No, honey, we want your dollar. Right. We want your hundred dollars. We want your thousand dollars. <laughs> like, don't get it twisted. I'm still a nice fucking person. I'll be nice to anyone. I don't give a fuck how much money you have, what you look like, anything. But at the same time, that is my profession and that's my job and that's what I need to get done. Yeah. And you don't want a bitch like bottle service girl. Like that'd be horrible. No, of course not. You wouldn't enjoy your time. You're, you're, you're essentially in sales and you have to present yourself in, in in that way. It's almost kind of like acting, you know, Mm -hmm. you're acting, you're putting on a presentation, just like you're a burlesque dancer or you're whatever, like you're putting on a show. Cause I would do that with like, um, all of the, like barbacks or whatever, when it came down to if someone bought like a thousand dollar bottle of champagne, for example, right? Yeah. Then we would get on shoulders is what they call it. So I would get on one of the guy's shoulders and I would have like the bottle in my hand. And I wish you guys could see my hand motion, but I know you guys know if you've been to a club, like, you know how the girls like push the bottle up in the air, the have sparklers, like we would have to switch into costumes really quick. Like I had like a sailor moon costume that I put on, like, it's a show like yeah. you're putting on a show right. and because you're doing all this acting and this running around in the sun and I was doing the day parties. So it was kind of like a mini Vegas in LA. Right. There's hundreds of people there in the pool, outside of the pool, cabanas, like you're putting on a fucking show. So yeah, when I would walk away with like three, four grand a day, I was like, yeah, I deserved that because I fucking got my ass slapped that day when I didn't want to be slapped. Mm-hmm. I had multiple men think that I liked them and ask for my number and try and get me to go out with them. Like that's emotionally draining. Right. Well, but yeah, you also, it seems like that those kinds of parties, you get, you get a certain type of person. You oh, get absolutely. the, you get the trust fund kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get the quasi celebrities. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I think those are the ones that you get more than anything else. You don't get, you don't get, 
like hardworking businessmen at those parties as as much you sometimes get... but not as much yeah 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 no yeah of course you're gonna get I, you that, know what but... i actually really like when the hard business men would come because they mm-hmm. were always the ones that were very respectful yeah of that course. tipped really well and never laid a hand on they me. knew the value of a dollar they yes. didn't have everything handed to them yes like these yes. like the trust fund kids and all of exactly. that you know and then you add alcohol to the mix and then it's just you know right men get extra creepy so mm-hmm. but yeah i would say that one was probably like my favorite job just because it really made me the most fucking money right in a short amount of time and at this point you know i had already had my son and i was still working part-time doing retail i was working at lush cosmetics which i loved lush too to its own you know extent but I was still working there three days a week part-time and then working at Sky Bar every Saturday and Sunday day all day okay so I was working full-time right you know on top of having a newborn and you know trying to manage everything else so it was a lot for me but you know when you leave a season which is only a couple months and you're making 30 grand in three months like why would you fucking not yeah I was going to, I never actually did, but I was going to do one of those because uh, a friend of mine actually did it. So he was like, he was trying to get me in to do one of those. Uh, it was like a month long excursion out to the ocean for fishing, mm-hmm. like go- going for a specific, it wasn't like the deadliest catch where the, you know, they do crab, uh, uh, like crab fishing where they like throw in these, those big old cages and, and, and get crabs. It wasn't yeah. that but it was it was fishing it was like what companies did they would send out these large fishing boats people would um and people would they would fish out there for a month everything they catch they'd keep at the bottom of the ship and if you caught a specific kind of fish that wasn't supposed to be on there and you wanted to eat it you just tell the cook and they would they would they would cook it up for you and, oh, and that was it. I mean, they had like all the like this, this entertainment on there. You had all any movie that you wanted. And it was just it was crazy the way he explained it to me. And he made a lot of money uh, doing oh, that. Yeah. I never ended up actually never ended up actually doing it because I he, he was living up in Oregon at the time mm-hmm. and he wanted me to move up there with him. And I was like, uh, Oregon's a little slow for me, so I'm going to have to yeah. pass on that. So I didn't do that. Uh, but I did do, you know, like as far as your typical jobs, retail, I was in retail and that was, yeah. that was okay. I mean, I have a, I have a certain temperament that <clears throat> it would be fine for me. Yeah. I, I feel like you and I, you and I are like people, 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 like yeah. we're people, people, and we can talk to anyone. So retail is good for us. But then at the same time, it's like, I get so bored with routine. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, every single day, the same shit day right. to day to day. So when it came to like bottle service or like, you know, the Peace Corps or whatever, it's like, you never knew what you were going to get that day. And it was crazy and fun and a little out there. And that's what I liked. The business where I made a ton of money in a short amount of time was mm-hmm. car sales. Oh, yeah. That's car sales a good one. Was What's the downside of car sales, in your opinion? Uh, the downside of car sales is that you would screw people over. Mm-hmm. that's what the bottom line yep. first of all you had to lie and and just yeah. you know you had to lie manipulate so, I mean, it was just horrible there were some of the people that would just lie and say oh yeah you know if you it, it, try to get you from going from a new car to a used car and say yeah you can come back in a year and 
and, and trade it in, but they never said that it would be people would be upside down in the payment and they'd have to. It was just it was horrible. It was horrible, and I couldn't I couldn't do it after after about eight months. I had to get out of it because, I mean, I I was I was, it was like, probably emotionally was, draining for you I too. Was, yeah, I was destroying people's financial life. You know. Yeah. And they weren't happy about it. They just, it was horrible. So what I ended up doing instead was for a while, for a long while, I made some pretty good connections in the car sales business with, with the, what, what's considered the fleet managers in certain dealerships. And what they would do is they wouldn't negotiate with anybody. They would just sell at cost with like a couple of hundred over uh, for new cars. So I made those relationships and I would just bird dog a lot of people. I actually would put my name out there on the internet. I would go on a Craigslist and post, you know, if you're looking for a car, I can get you a good deal. If you're looking for a Toyota, I could looking for a Honda. I, um, I can get, this was before like people would be able to go to the internet onto whatever dealership and just start looking there. Yeah. Um, this was just, this was one of those things where I would bring people in and I would do this. I would, I literally bring maybe nine to 10 people a week to whichever connection that I chose to. And I would get a commission off of every single one of those sales. Yeah. I would just, it was a bird dog. I was, it was, yeah, I was bird dogging. I was just, I would go in there and for every sale that they made, they'd give me 60 bucks. So, you know, 10, 10, 10 of those a week and a 600 bucks in my pocket for just bringing people in and introducing them to the fleet, the fleet managers they make in the sale. And then they would, pay me under the table cash. Yeah. So, and that was, again, one, I wasn't, they weren't having, you know, a lot of the, the regular salespeople, they did not like when I showed up because now they can't right. manipulate this man or this woman, this couple, whatever, whoever I brought in, they yeah. can't manipulate these people because they're going, they know they're going directly to the fleet people. And then the managers, they were trying to get, they were, no, they were trying to convince their, the managers of the dealership to not let me bring people in, but the managers of the dealership were like, whatever, we're selling cars. It doesn't matter to us. Yeah. It doesn't. That's the thing about uh, salesmen. Also, they're so disposable. Right. Car salesmen Anyone, are yeah. so disposable. Anyone could do it. Right. As long as, as you long can as you speak have, and talk to people. Yep. As long as you have a driver's license, you can speak. Yep. And you yep. can legally work in the, in, in the States. Yeah. Then you're fine. That's all that matters. It's all that matter to them. So, but they would, yeah. I mean, a couple of times I got threatened by some of the salesmen because, oh, yeah, they were just, they were upset. The fact that I would bring in people or they would like the people would get there before I got there. Let's say for example, a family would get there before I got there and the salesman would try to walk up to them and sell them. They're like, Oh no, we're just waiting for somebody. And I get there and they get so upset. So I would, I would take them into the fleet manager, come back outside and they're like, Hey, let me talk to you. And they, you know, they try to threaten me I'm like, dude, you don't scare me. Yeah. You don't scare me. You got a clip on tie on. Stay away. <laughs> clip yeah, on you don't tie. scare me. It reminds me of like, um, you know, that movie Matilda. Yes. Her dad. Who's like oh my gosh. Yes. Horrible car. The horrible salesman. used like, car salesman. Yes. Oh, I love that fucking movie. It's so yeah. good. But that was good. I had some really good connections there. Uh, and that would, I, I would, I was doing that for a while until they started doing a lot of internet fleet combinations where people would just go on and, and, and right. search for themselves. So, that so kind then of, you weren't making the money that you used to. No, not nearly, yeah. you know, not yeah. nearly as much. So it was kind of like not worth it. Yeah. Other things that I've done that are kind of unique is. Uh, Did you I have an OnlyFans? 
I did. I never had an only fans. An only pans. It's called an only pans, where yeah. Ernesto just comes on and cooks. Right. <laughs> and it's pans. it's only it's it's yeah. <laughs> uh, I usually use a skillet, but only skillets doesn't sound well. So <laughs> the I um, I, I've, I've sold I've sold a lot of things on Etsy. I've sold yeah. a lot of things on Etsy. One of the things Etsy's a great one. The most uh, profitable things that I've sold on Etsy were Minnie Mouse ears. Ooh. And I did that for oh, a couple for of all years. The Disney adults, they love that shit. The kids, the adults, anybody. Yeah, the thing yeah. is that my kids and I, we would go all the time and my daughter would see Disney ears that they didn't make at the store or they, or they didn't make at Disneyland. People were walking around with like unique ears. They'd walk around with, this was like DC comic Superman ears and stuff like that. And my daughter would yeah. be like, where did they get that? Where did she get, where'd she get the Wonder Woman ears? So I started researching it. Yeah, I noticed that people were selling them on Etsy. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm crafty. I'm, 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 I'm clever. I can do that. So I yeah. did. I started doing that. Went to the fabric store, bought, bought a bunch of different fabrics, started selling them and was just making a killing. I was selling for 30 bucks each. That's awesome. And yeah. It, because you know what, if you, you're probably even a little cheaper than Disneyland too, which makes it worth it because how much do ears go for at Disneyland? 30 bucks. Are, are they 30 bucks? Yeah. Between 20 and 25 and 30 bucks. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because I know that they're pretty pricey. Disneyland is pricey in general until they make all their fucking money. But yeah, no, Etsy is a great thing. Um, I have something similar. I love that our jobs have kind of been similar, except the bottle service, Ernesto, even though I could see you in like a white thong bikini. That's I'm whatever. Uh, I, you can only see me from like that. My my nipples <laughs> up. But yeah, I'm wearing a thong bikini. Hello. Um, but I have. Um, a Poshmark account. And yeah. I love Poshmark. If you guys don't know what Poshmark is, it is a, it's mostly for clothes and shoes. It has to be under a certain weight. So you can't like sell furniture and stuff. It's not like eBay. Right. But um, yeah, it's mostly, I would say it's mostly women based, but anyone can sell. I've, mm -hmm. I've sold like men's clothes and things like that. But yeah, I, if I don't fit something anymore, I'm like, I've outgrown something. Like I had a, a really nice Michael Kors watch. I'm just not into Michael Kors anymore. Like yeah. it's so 2016 and just not into it anymore. So I sold it for like 70 bucks. Mm -hmm. And then of course they take a little cut, but I ended up making like 67 bucks when I was never going to wear it anymore. So biggest, biggest sale that I ever made on eBay. Cause I sell a lot of stuff on eBay as well. Yeah. Biggest sale I ever made was one day I was putting gas in my car and some guy walked up and was like, you want, you want to buy a Rolex? I'm like, show me Maybe. <laughs> show me don't tempt me he pulled out a rolex and it was uh you know he showed me and i looked it looked authentic to me so i was like mm, okay sure rollies don't tick tock <laughs> right so, <laughs> so i bought it for 200 bucks okay i went and got it authenticated and it was it yeah, was, it was stolen it was stolen it was, stolen. Sure. It was, it was definitely stolen <laughs> it was definitely stolen. like i don't give a fuck I mean, I wasn't going to turn it in and be like, okay, let me, no, no it was, it was, I, I have no yeah. idea who, who owned it, but I ended up selling yeah. it on eBay for almost $3,500. Mm -hmm. And I used that. That was, that was my honeymoon wedding. Yep. That was my honeymoon fund. Yep. I'll tell you a story kind of like that. So I went to a restaurant in West Hollywood. It's called Tom Tom. It's mm -hmm. the two Toms from Vanderpump Rules. And, um, I have no idea I, what that means. Okay. It's a reality TV show. But anyways, the two Toms what from that show ended up, 
<laughs> they ended up branching out and getting their own restaurants. Really yeah. cute. It's like a small, quaint place in, in WeHope. Okay. So I go with one of my girlfriends and there's these two girls sitting next to us. And for some reason, this girl is just mean mugging me. I have no idea why. And I'm like, I felt uncomfortable. I'm like, did I do something? Like, am I sitting too close to her? Like, what is happening? Because it's like um, a long couch bench. Okay. So we're sharing the same space, but still at a different table. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. But she kept looking at me weird and like making all these weird faces at me. And I was like, I don't think she likes me. Like, I don't know what's (laughs) going on. It's so weird. Like, I don't know what it was. Right. Well, she ended up. And maybe this is a little like petty of me. I really don't give a fuck because I'll be petty. She gets up, her and her girlfriend, and they leave. And again, she gives me like one dirty look before she leaves. I'm like, does this bitch know me? Like, what happened? You know, so confused. Well, she gets up and she leaves. And we're about to leave too. We just got our check. And I look over and there's a pair of sunglasses. Oh, gosh. Okay. So I pick them up. And they're fucking Gucci sunglasses. Oh, wow. I could have easily turned them in. I was like, fuck this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they're on my Poshmark account, guys. If you want them, I'm selling them. Oh, my them. gosh. But they were literally like $650 sunglasses. And I'm right. selling them for like 300 Because why the fuck not? Hey. You want to act like a cunt, then you're going to get treated like one. <laughs> like, come on. If you're listening to the podcast, she'll even she'll even drop it another five dollars for you. I will. If this is if these are your sunglasses, <laughs> I'll give them back to you. We're five dollars off. Yeah, it was so weird. And honestly, like I'm that type of person. Like if if someone was walking ahead of me and they dropped a hundred dollar bill, I would one thousand percent pick that up and be like, "Excuse me, sir or miss, like you dropped this." Yeah, hundred percent. That is me. If I find something, I will always return it. But just because she was the way she was, I was like, nah, bitch. I was like, you had a Gucci bag, too. You look like you're doing just fine on money. I'm going to keep these and sell them. Right. <laughs> you know, some people uh, have seen I've seen these shows on like Lifetime and A&E. One of them is called I don't know if you've seen it. Storage Wars. Oh, yeah. I love that show. Yes. Yeah, that would be. I would so thing. do that. I actually because you never know what you're going to get. It's crazy because uh, what I would also do is I would go and on in Craigslist and look for like jobs and some jobs were sitting there just emptying out storage units. Like they, yeah. the people who didn't want to want to rent it anymore, but didn't want to deal with the stuff you would, um, they would empty. They'd say, you know, just come empty it out. We don't care what you do with whatever's inside. Just empty it out. A lot of businesses would do that. Yeah. So I would just resell their, 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 um, like office furniture. Like there were, um, cubicles and stuff like that i would sell them to this one company that would buy them for like i mean it was not expensive it was not very much but it just wasn't mine to begin with so it didn't matter to me when i was yeah. getting paid to clean out the clean out the storage unit and two then i was getting paid for the stuff that i um that that i would sell it was like okay it was a win-win for me and then yeah. anything else i would just throw in the dumpster yeah exactly yeah and that was i that would was i would totally do something like that right like, but, uh, then, but then again, you never know what you're going to get either. Like, no. I remember watching that show and it's like, sometimes they make bank and then all of a sudden it's like, it's nothing. Right. So it's, well, it's, a lot a, of it's, it's a gamble. So, I mean. Well, it's, it all depends on what you do. If you're just one of those people that just look for stuff, like 
the diamonds in the rough, then yeah, it's, right. it's a risk. But there yeah. are people that actually have like thrift shops and stuff like that. And they would just restock their thrift shop with stuff. Or like, or stuff. like repaint something and fix it up and then sell it. Like they did it as like a full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. But that goes back to like the hustle. Like that's always kind of been me. I've always done that shit. Like I will always do whatever it takes to make money. Right. No matter what, because, oh, yeah. you know, I didn't grow up with money and, you know, I have a son and I want to make sure he has the best life possible. Like I will do whatever it takes. And, you know, right now I have so many different hustles and jobs mm-hmm. and I label. It's funny because even on TikTok, like everyone's like, well, what's your job? And I'm like, well, I'm a makeup artist, but that's not just everything that I do. Right. I don't label myself as one thing because I have so many different forms of income coming in that Same. I can't just be like, oh, I'm a contractor. I'm a makeup artist. I'm this, I'm that. Like, no, I'm, I'm a woman of multiple incomes that does a bunch of shit. Like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, same with me. I mean, I, I, I don't have what you would call just your typical nine to five career. Yeah. No, I don't have that. I don't have that. What I'm doing now is, you know, I do a lot of handyman service. I do a lot of video, video editing for gamers. I do a variety of different things. I make custom shirts for people. I just, it's, I do a lot of things that will not only keep me afloat, but they, you know, provide me with entrepreneur, baby all day, every day. I'm sorry. I don't want to have another boss. Same. You know what? You and I are so similar in that because I said the same exact thing. I don't want anyone telling me what the fuck to do. And maybe that's just me being like this boss ass bitch. But like, I don't. I don't want someone being like, oh, you can't. You have to come into work today if I'm sick. No, bitch. I'm going to fucking like I remember working at Lush and I had this boss. And oh, my God, did I want to punch her in the face? I woke up one morning and Carter like TMI was puking, had diarrhea everywhere. And I had to be to work at 9 Mm a.m. Sorry, I can't come in. Like, fuck this, you know, part-time retail job. My son comes first and he's sick. I'm not going to send him to my mom's. I'm not going to send him to his other grandma's. Like, it's not going to happen. He needs his mom when he's sick. I care and value his life more than I value my own. So fuck your company and your organization. Figure it out. You're the manager. You come in. Yeah. Because I've also been one of those people where I've never called out just because. I didn't call yeah. out because I just wanted to like go to a music festival or do this or do that. I'm very responsible. I'm always on time. I'm never late. And I hardly ever call out. Mm-hmm. But after that incident, she took me into the office and she was basically trying to get me to quit. Right. And I was like, fuck you, bitch. Like, <laughs> I'm out. Like, I don't even fucking want this job anymore. Right. No, I, yeah, same thing. I just, uh, I, I just can't see myself working for somebody who's just going to direct me to, you know, of course, when I do handyman service, they kind of tell me what they want, but that's just, yeah. that's still not, they're not telling me what to do. They're telling me what they yeah. want. You say, okay, I can do these hours or whatever. They're not telling you, oh, come, come from, you know, nine to 12. Right. Like and you I have, say, I can, I can make this availability. And I have very loyal clients that use me all the time. I mean, right. on your lives, you've, You've heard me talk about Boba, one of my biggest clients. Yeah. She has me come out at least at least once a week to do something because she's always got something either going on at her house or going on at her at her company that she needs taken care of. Yeah. So, also, her name is not Boba. It's the pig. No, no, no. Yeah. Boba's her pet pig. So. Boba is her pig. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what? Why was her name Boba? <laughs> it's the pig. <laughs> right. 
Oh, the cute little pig. I love it. No, I, I, I'm the same way. Like, I just, I don't like that feeling of someone else being in control of my job and my life, especially looking, now that I'm a parent. Look behind you. Is it coming down more? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. This fucking wallpaper, you guys. I'm going to rip it off the wall. You guys can hear it. I hate it. Oh, it, it just it was, creeping. It, you guys, first of all, this wallpaper is so fucking cute. It's like this green and white, like, plant kind of. I don't know how to explain it, but I love it. And I'm so bummed that I have to rip it all off. It lasted a good probably. Six minutes. Six months. Six months, probably five months, but it's fine. I'm going to do a. DIY flower wall. If you guys have any tips, let me know. But we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Fuck this wallpaper. I think I did it wrong. Maybe I didn't clean the wall good enough. I didn't let it dry long enough. I don't know. I've never, had, I've never had luck with wallpaper. I tried doing wallpaper in my son's uh, bedroom before he was born. Yeah. Horrible mistake. I've never actually even attempted wallpaper because oh. it's just impossible to look. The thing is that it's impossible to do wallpaper on most walls because not there most walls are not a smooth surface yeah so it's just yeah. almost impossible and it's not smooth in here it's so bumpy and like yeah gritty i don't know but i did i wiped it down i did everything it said to do but it is what it is guys probably we'll feels a, like we'll take a loss the wall probably feels like shaved huevos <laughs> seriously seriously <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I love you guys. I'm so glad we had this, this conversation. This was actually a really good one. We've had some crazy jobs, some wild jobs. Um, let us know what kind of jobs you guys have had or the craziest job. Leave us a voicemail. When we end this, Ernesto will give you the hotline number and the Instagram as well. If you guys are not already following, but yeah, leave us a voicemail, send us a text, tell us your craziest job and we will definitely read it or play it on the next episode. Yeah, For sure. The number to reach us on the hotline, you can reach us at uh, any time. It's 24-7. It's, it's available for you anytime. It's 310-494-6811. 310-494-6811. If you do not want to reveal who you are, let's say you have a job that you're not too proud of and you don't want to put your name on it, <laughs> you can also leave an anonymous message. You can find that. There's a box at the bottom of the website, www.ahotmesspodcast.com, where you can send an anonymous message. It is truly anonymous. We have no idea who it is who sends it to us, and you can send it to us there, and we'll read it there as well. You can't send us an anonymous voicemail, unfortunately, unless you create a fake account or something like that to, to do that but uh you can always send an anonymous message through us there you will find that also on the instagram occasionally we'll put it up just asking you what you thought of the episode uh, and uh you can find that instagram it's a hot mess podcast underscore or you can find our socials on the website as well you can find yeah. my socials uh, uh monica's socials all of our socials are available for you there so you can always reach us it, you have many, many ways to reach us and let us know what your weirdest, the weirdest way you made money, the fun, the most fun. Yes, I mean, even if there's something, even if there's something now you think people can do to earn money and you want to help them out, let us, let us know. Yeah. Or if you guys have a topic that you to talk about as well, too, we always say this on every episode. If there is something you guys are interested in hearing more, like shoot us a message and we will definitely make sure that we, we get it, we get it done. We're down. Yeah. We're down. Yeah. So down. 
So down, baby. All right, you guys. I love you so much, Ernesto. It's always a pleasure with you. I always have so much fun. But you guys, thank you again so much for everything. We appreciate all the love, the support, the follows, the likes, everything. We are here every single Monday. So definitely subscribe to the channel. You know, give us a review. Follow us on social media. And yeah, we love you guys. Always, please, please, uh, if you haven't done so yet, please rate us on whatever podcast app that you listen to Mm -hmm. because that helps us out. So please do so. Especially because we're wanting to grow and get bigger and, you know, yeah, we love that. Love that. All right, you guys, until next week, we love you guys so fucking much. Have a great, amazing week. Do something positive for yourself. Be kind. And we will see you next Monday. Wink says bye too. (laughs) Wink in the background. Yeah, he does. All right, you guys. Bye. We love you. A scrub is a guy that thinks he's flying this Also known as a buster Always talking about what he wants And just sits on his broke ass so dumb Did you know that the blue whale's vagina is so wide and deep That five to six people could lay down inside of it? Guess that makes it the world's second largest cunt next to you <sighs> Well, let's see how many problems I have today One, three, five, seven. Why are you counting like that? Because I can't even. Did you know if you drink enough vodka, they ask you to leave work? Anyways, I have the rest of the day off. Isn't it weird that we pay money to see other human beings? Are you talking about prostitution, movies, or airplane tickets? Um, glasses, but oh my god! It says, what's your favorite snack? Vagina! Vagina's always been my favorite snack. It's delicious, it's healthy, you can eat a whole lot of it and not gain no weight, and it comes in many, many flavors. It's just a little bit expensive, so I don't get to eat it all the time, but man, oh man, when I can get me some, I love eating me some vagina. Try it, it's good. Of course I showered, washed my hair, washed my vagina, washed my butthole, washed it all. The, the three important things that you need to wash, hair, vagina, butthole. So day one of going to the gym, um, I didn't go. I woke up at 10 a.m. and went and got a cheeseburger and an iced coffee. And now I'm headed to hang out with my friends and day drink by the pool. Um, I'm sure tomorrow will be a better day for me, but not today. I heard that Brie Larson isn't your real name, that you changed it for show business. Is your real name Gorgonzola Larson? Do you understand the humor there? I, I do. It's just, it's But not... you understand the humor. The humor there is that your first name is a cheese, and that what I've done is I Okay, have... I don't need you to explain it. Your superhero character is called Captain Marvel. Yes. Well, they really have stopped trying, haven't they? I mean, why don't they just call it Captain Comic Book or Captain We Can't Think of Anything Else? And what would your superhero name be? Captain Crunch? The bulk. Like the incredible bulk? Yes. Well, all of those you just said are much better than Captain Marvel. I read online that you're very private and declined to answer questions that make you feel uncomfortable. This is a two-parter. Is that true? And how old were you when you got your first period? What's weird about that is that that sentence ends with a period and a question mark. It's funny. You were homeschooled. 
Are your high school reunions lonely? Did you go to the prom with anyone? I was homeschooled. Oh, were you? Yes. And did you go to a homeschool prom? Yeah, I went with my teacher slash mom. It was uncomfortable at first, but you know, once we had some booze in us, it was fine. Did I ask you about Gorgonzola? Did I ask you about You that? did ask me about the Gorgonzola. 